Welcome back to a new episode of the Shout at the Devils podcast. I am Justin Brady, a.k.a. Devils Fanatics, and I am here with my co-host, Daniel Moya, a.k.a. Devils.Report. The Devils are back in this series. They have made it 2-1 after an 8-4 win over the Carolina Hurricanes at home in Game 3. What an offensive outburst. That game was Devils got off to a hot start in this game. Three goals in the first period, and they just never took the foot off the gas. Daniel, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting deja vu, right? This is where we were in the Rangers series, down 2-0. And we came into today, and we're like, all right, we, we get this. We're feeling good. We're right back in it. And sure enough, they showed out. Eight goals was not easy at all. Not an easy feat against that Carolina Hurricanes team. And most importantly, the players that we have been grilling for really these entire playoffs finally stepped up and found the back of the net. It took, what, 10 games? But you know what? I'll take it. Timo Meyer opening up the score, the scoring, making it one nothing. Nico Heischer scoring a little later, big goal. And Jesper Bratt did not find the back of the net, but he had two assists of his own, I believe. So beautiful we we've said it the whole time we need our top players to step up and to add on to that our highest of the top players jack hughes four point night stepping up when it really matters he was dominant that whole game and the devils as a team were at five on five which is it's funny we we start off the series where it was about even five v five but carolina finished more then we went to the Devils getting absolutely dominated 5v5. And now the Devils flipped the script and they dominated 5v5 against the Hurricanes. So it was very, very interesting turn of events here. Devils had 75% of the high danger scoring chances, 69% of the scoring chances overall in the game, and 85% of the goals at even strength. So big change there. Another big thing, Luke Hughes looking like a dog. I mean, I can't even imagine how nervous he had to be. We, it was definitely a risk putting him, him in the lineup, and he did have one turnover that led to a penalty shot, which led to a goal. However, I disagree with that call entirely. Regardless, it was a bad turnover by Luke, but aside from that one mistake, he really looked like he fit in defensively as well. I mean, he he did not look out of place whatsoever. He He was confident, poised. Two points for him, two big assists. Um, that goal by Damon Severson was a work of art, honestly, assisted by Luke Hughes and Jack Hughes. That's the most beautiful scoreline I've ever seen. And it just goes to show how fun this blue line and this team is going to be for really the next decade because they're all so young and hopefully we could climb back into the series because it's a series again. We win game four. We're all knotted up just like the Rangers series. So I'm, I'm feeling good, feeling real good right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was a must-win game. We knew that the Devils fell to three and zero in this series. It was, it was probably most likely over. So big win. The Devils came out firing out the gate like we said they had to. Uh, so Carolina in these two previous games, um, they got the first. I what three goals in both games, um, I believe, right, Daniel? Yeah. And then in this game, the Devils got the first four goals in Game Three which is big. Uh, Timo Meyer opened up the scoring. Jack Hughes off a beautiful pass by Brendan Smith. <laughs> and that's a shocker. But hey, credit to Smith. B- 
beautiful pass to Hughes. Hughes buried it. And then Michael McLeod, oh, my God. I'm going to tell you, this guy's been the MVP of the series so far for the Devils. He's not getting enough recognition. He's doing everything out there. He's winning faceoffs. He's killing penalties. He's out there grinding, and he's out there scoring these goals. I He's been amazing. That's his second shorthanded goal in his last four playoff games. Um, so Playoff McLeod is legit. Yeah, he's been working his ass off. He deserves the recognition right now. That whole fourth line deserves it. Miles Wood had a goal as well um, in this contest. So Mikey McLeod, big game for him. And we said it last episode. We need the top guys to step up, and they did. So now we got to hope they carry this because we think one game, that's all it, That's all they need to get them going. And now keep on building from there. Hopefully Timo, Nico, hopefully Bradder as well can start getting get some momentum going on now. Just go on a little goal streak. Who knows? That'd be pretty sweet, especially Timo because we traded him to score goals for us. So we need him to come up uh, clutch for us. Um in these next few games. But I mean, it's big. Um, obviously a lot of change. The Devils went 11-7 in this contest, 11 forward, seven defensemen, which was a bit of a bit of a surprise. I think, I don't think anybody expected that, but it seems like it kind of worked out um, at the end. Obviously they, they won. So that's all that matters. But I don't know if like an 11 forward, seven defenseman is sustainable and is going to help you produce at a high level going forward. I don't know. Maybe the Devils are just trying to, do something just to win, and it worked. Vitek was in. He looked okay. You know, I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, all right, here's the thing. So, we me, me and you, Daniel, said last episode, it doesn't matter what goal he's in. It matters how the defense plays. And the first half of that game, the defense was pretty good, pretty strong. But then they kind of collapsed. They gave up some stupid turnovers that they shouldn't have. And the last three Hurricanes goals were all on the penalty kill. Um, all three shorthanded goals. And we talked about how the Hurricanes scored four shorthanded goals in the regular season against the Devils. So now they scored three in this contest. And the thing is, nobody's really talking about it because obviously the Devils won by four goals. So nobody's really focusing on that. But I feel like it should be a talking point because I we, that cannot happen. I don't care if you're up by five or six goals at this point. You got to – I that's just so bad, I think. Two of the shorthanded goals came on one penalty within a minute of each other. So that just cannot happen. I know the Devils were up by a lot, but you got to keep on going. Don't take it easy on Carolina. You don't want them to get any momentum going into the next game, possibly. So I, I that I didn't like. I think the Devils defensively weren't that good in that second half of the game. Gave up a lot of defensive breakdown or gave up a lot of turnovers some defensive breakdowns that shouldn't have happened. So it's stuff that they could clean up, obviously, but I'm still a little, eh, I'm a little cautious because I, I don't think the defense played their best game. But flip side offense, eight goals, the touchdown and the two extra point, uh, the two point conversion, freaking awesome. Um, So you love to see that eight goals in any playoff game. That is just an outstanding number um, to achieve. 14 different Devils. Um, had a point in this game. That's amazing. That that's how you know everybody's contributing contributing to your success, and that's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need a full team effort every single night in these playoffs. So credit to these guys. They came out firing to start off this game, and offensively wise, they didn't take the foot off the gas. So credit to the boys tonight. Big win, and now you got the momentum going into game four. So super pumped right now. Yeah, I feel like we 
obviously, like you said, huge, huge, huge win, much needed. We're right back in it. But there is still definitely things to clean up. We outscored our problems today for sure. But the whole season versus Carolina, playoffs included, on our power plays, our New Jersey Devils power plays were getting outscored seven to one. I mean, that's just yeah. entirely <laughs> unheard of. That's that's a joke. Like I, I I feel like you almost have to try to be that bad when you're on your own power play. It, it's really unfathomable to me. Um also d- defense a little shaky, but I I'm not as worried about that, especially like every team has their shaky games they weren't awful they just weren't at the top of their game if if our offense is going to start clicking our top guys are going to show start showing up we'll be fine my biggest concern however and it was shown today is Vitek Vanacek and I'm going to come out right now with a I think it's a hot take maybe it's not maybe people agree with me but I do not think Vitek should start game four I think we've seen pretty consistently now over the playoffs that Vitek he just looks very shaky and rattled. He doesn't he to me he doesn't really look like he's settled in the way he is most of the regular season and we've seen that reflected. He's now played 9 career playoff games. He has a 409 goals against average with an 848 save percentage. So I mean that, that that's John Gilly's numbers right there. That's not good. And I'm gonna say that in a lot of moments they have hung him out to dry. His goals today, I believe three three of them, or maybe even all four, were on um breakaways. So it, 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 the defense definitely isn't helping him. But I just feel like his poise overall, like he just seems kind of moving around a lot. He doesn't seem as like. It's just an eye testing. I don't have like there's no like analytics to back this up, but he just seems rattled to me. And I think Schmid has demonstrated over last series that he has that poise. He has that level of calmness. And I I don't think Lindy Ruff is going to pull VTech after all he did for us this season. And I understand it to an extent from a coaching standpoint. But if I were the coach, I'd make the move to Schmid because I still genuinely believe right now Akira Schmidt gives us the best chance to win. But like I said, I I could understand why it would be very difficult as a coach to make that decision when you're coming off a win, especially when VTech hadn't got a win all playoffs and now he finally did. So hopefully that boosts his confidence, assuming that he is going to be in for game four. I hope he's able to kind of find his footing and start getting on a little bit of a roll because despite what the defense has done, he has not played well and really came up with any of the big saves when we've needed him to. So that that's that's my little red flag. I just w- waved. Um, I wouldn't like agree or disagree. Like I like I said before, I think it all matters how the team plays in front of the goalie. Mm-hmm. So I I mean I I don't disagree with you, but I I I don't know. It doesn't matter to me what goalie's in. Uh, I think. Going forward here, I think we're going to need a big game from one of our goalies, whoever's starting game four, game five. I think because I think in every series, if you're going to win, you're going to need that one game where you're just goalie, your goalie just clutches up, just has an, a magnificent game. That's how it was in game seven for the Devils in that series clinching win against the Rangers. Akira Schmidt, 31 for 31 saves, saved everything. Absolutely amazing. So I feel like we're going to need one of those games from our goalie, goalies at some point if we are going to win this series because sometimes you need your goalies to win, win you a game. 
Um, that's just the reality. So hopefully game four could be that or game five, potentially. The good thing is there will be a game five now, which is it won't end in a sweep. So that's nice to see. Um, but uh, something I want to touch on is I think the Devils did a very good job on doing the small things better. Face-offs, they were 31 for 55 in the face-off circle. Terrific. Um, puck battles, they were much better today, especially on that first goal. You saw Jack Hughes won a puck battle with the Carolina defenseman was able to poke it to Timo, and Timo buried it in uh, right under Anderson's uh, pad, I believe it was. But great play by Jack there. Um, puck battles were much better. Um, I just think the small things, I, they were finishing. They, the Devils, were they didn't seem physical. I know you're going to bring this up, Daniel. They got out hit today, but it seemed like the Devils were the more physical team out there. They had a lot of big hits out there, it seemed like. So I was so happy to see that. Jack even got into a fight himself. So <laughs> he got his first Gordie Howe hat trick. Unreal. A, that was absolutely amazing. Jack was pumped at that after that. He was just going pound. He was just pounding on Sebastian. It was like UFC the night before um, at the Prudential Center. So you got UFC part two there um, with the Devils game with Jack Hughes. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, Toothless Jack Hughes is a whole different breed. Watch out. Yeah, four points. Four points in a fight ever since he's lost his tooth. So shout out to Jack. Great game by him. But yeah, I think the Devils were did the small things much better in this game. And they just need to carry that on going into game four. But great win. A lot of momentum you got now. Let's continue this. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think we've sensed a theme here. It seems like every time the Devils out hit the other team, they don't win the game. When we get out hit, we win. Because as we've said, we said it last series, said in the beginning of this series, the Devils' identity is their speed. They're not going to win games by changing their play style and being physical. That doesn't mean not to be physical at all, but just when they need to be. And that's exactly what they did today. Yes, on paper, it says they got out hit by 13. But every time they needed to step up, meet a, whether it's meeting a guy up on the blue line, separating a guy from the puck, they did it almost every time they had to. And that's why the result was a lot better. So to me, it seemed like the Devils actually wanted it. In games one and game two, it seemed like they were just kind of there. The the compete level is definitely higher. I think a good portion of that goes to playing in front of our home fans with a sea of red for the first time, not Hurricanes red, Devils red, where there, we, there we was, were... There, there were two Rangers fans there today. They were just getting absolutely harassed the whole game. It was so That's amazing. I can't believe they did that. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, it's so nice because even our home games last round, it was like... 40 30 to 40 percent rangers fans every game if not half so to have our fan base be able to show up and fill the whole arena themselves without having to worry about a team close by filling it up and if there are hurricanes fans they're wearing red too so they blend in it's fine not yeah. a big deal so it, it was really really nice and the crowd was rocking i i know you were there justin i was not but just all all the panos and stuff they showed on tv i mean you wouldn't know they were down two games to none. And I, I support the fan base for that. I said they need to show out last episode regardless because this team deserves it. And they were rocking. I loved it. The, the videos from PK Subban, I don't know if any of you saw on Instagram. He, he was posting a lot. Um, it Really, really awesome. That atmosphere seemed nuts. And I'm sure you could confirm that. Yeah, 100%. The Rock was electric today. 
Um, and just got to continue that for game four, um, everything, the crowd, the team, just everything. Um, you got to win game four and make this an even series going back to Carolina. And who knows if if we let's just say we even this series, you got a lot of momentum going back to Carolina. The Devils did it before. They could take a 3-2 series lead. Who knows? But obviously, game four first, you got to win that game. And it's going to be interesting. Who starts in net for Carolina? So, Freddie Anderson had a really rough game. Yeah. Um, And then, um, what's his name? Peter um, Kochekov. Kochekov, yeah. He came in and had a really rough outing himself. The Devils uh, have killed Kochekov all season. Yeah, they have. I guess they have. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what Carolina's gonna do. I think they're gonna stick with Freddie Anderson for Game Four. But if if they if he has another game kind of like how he did tonight, I wouldn't be su- surprised if they did um went to a goalie change here. Well, I I, I also believe Antti Ranta is dealing with an illness. So obviously yes. it was it was bad enough to keep him out today from even being able to back up. So that that that'll definitely play a role too, where the, the, they're gonna want him to be a hundred percent, or it's sticking between it, uh, Anderson and Kochekov. Yeah, so and he something was, to watch out. He was their main guy, um, uh, against the Islanders in their series. I think he played about five or six out of the. Oh, he played all six games. It appeared it appears so. I don't know why. I guess he might be starting next game, Ranta. So that would be something to look out for. I mean, he had a terrific season for Carolina. Obviously, that they had that great defense in front of him, but that would be something to look out for um, next game. Different change for Carolina possibly on the way. So Devils are obviously going to have to make adjustments. So talking about adjustments, Daniel, what do the Devils have to do to even the series up and win game four? Their top players need to continue to step up. It can't just be a one-and-done. Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes in specific all played massive roles in today's victory, and we got we to gotta build off that. We're totally capable of doing so. We've seen them put together great stretches over weeks over the season. Just because you played well in one game doesn't mean you just sit back, press the brakes, and stop there. Um... Keep scoring goals. Keep finding the back of the net. Guys like Nico and Timo specifically, they did it pretty consistently all season. So why not keep doing it? We're going to need a solid goaltending performance from whether it's Schmidt or Vanacek. We're going to need them to make a couple big saves when they have to swing the momentum, keep it our way. And our defense needs to be able to play the body, but not too much to the point where we're selling out our entire identity. Just make the big hits when you need to, enforce ourselves, do everything really, everything we did in the first half of game three that made us victorious. Yeah, I would say the Devils need to get off to a hot start, just like they did in game three. It seems like whoever gets off to the hot start really just gets all the momentum and just carries that throughout the whole game. So it's important that the Devils get off to a hot start here, get the first goal, and don't take your foot off the gas. Um, and I would say you need a big performance from your goalie, whether it's a Vitek Vanacek or a Kier Schmid. I feel like this could be one of those games where the Devils are going to have a hard time finding the uh, the back of the net. And I think we're going to really need a great performance out of our goal uh, out of our goaltending, um, depending on who it is. So that's how I I view it viewed this game, and obviously. Just keep on doing all the small things right. It goes such a long way. Face-offs, puck battles, be smart with the puck, don't force anything, 
uh, finish your checks. All those, all these little small things go such a long way in a hockey game. Keep on doing all the small things right, and you have a really, really good chance at winning game four and even in this series going back to Raleigh. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that they don't play all the small things in the arena for nothing. The fans love to sing along to that, so the the, the devil's got to feed off that. Um, Yeah, it today was really exciting, but as we know from the Rangers series, we still need to keep stringing those wins together or it's not going not gonna to go too well for us. So b- big step. We're definitely in it now. Thank the Lord we are not in Toronto's situation down 3-0. Yeah. It makes a world of a difference. But like I said, we we got to keep the foot on the gas. Absolutely no mercy. No quit in New Jersey, as some would say. Um, it's we 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 have to come out flying. We can't sit back. It's not going to be easy. Carolina is a tough ass team to play against and they're going to be pissed giving up eight goals in our own barn. They they're going to want to bounce back and hopefully the those road woes that you spoke of last episode for Carolina continue because you should be you should be heading down to Carolina on game 5 hoping to take the lead on this series. Yeah, let's see. One one thing at a time. Got to take game 4 first. We'll see what yep. happens. But super pumped regard regardless for the Devils getting their first win at home um in this series. So, big big win, big momentum, big momentous win. Just got to carry that going forward now. Let's go, man. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's I, go. I, I know I said it already, but Luke Hughes was a big difference maker. And I know there's the one turnover. That's going to happen with him, unfortunately. He is yeah. 19 years old. I don't even – He's he might not even be 19 and a half yet. And <laughs> and – he he knows it was a mistake. He said it in the post game. He said, I was just trying to do a little too much. That's understandable. But how he played overall is such a difference maker. And I know we're not to the off-season podcast yet, but all I can say is when it is eventually off-season time for us, I am not going to shut up about how much of a difference maker Luke Hughes is going to be for this team. Because stepping into a Stanley Cup playoff game and just asserting himself the way he did and he did not look at a place at all. And the one bad play, like I said, but that, that could happen to any player, any game. It happened to Nico last game yeah. where he had a horrible turnover. Um, It's, it's really phenomenal. His skating is otherworldly, really. And the, the chances he's able to generate and the way he's able to keep plays alive. I mean, he there's no reason he's not going to be a very elite defenseman for the next decade for this team, and that is so exciting. So hopefully we could ride off him the same way uh, Colorado rode off Cal McCarr a few years ago, and that led, that led to a nice little tr- trophy hoisting. So you never know. The, the, the sky's the limit. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, the Devils are winning the Cup because we got, we got some work to do right now. But... Yeah. It, I'm very, very hopeful for not just the rest of this series, but the future of this team. When you watch a guy like Luke Hughes skate around and it, at such a young age and do so well, I, I just, I feel like I didn't speak enough to that. So, Luke, let's go, let's go, dog. Uh, just, uh, just a little off topic topic before we conclude. I just want to say. It's just amazing seeing Jack and Luke playing together in a playoff yeah. game. I, I think it's just amazing for our franchise, for us fans. Obviously, us fans love 
the Hughes brothers, uh, even Quinn. We love you, Quinn, as well. Um, <laughs> but just in that seeing that post game interview, I don't know if you saw Daniel. Um, right after the game, there, uh, Jack and Luke were talking to the boys on TNT. Um, it was just so cool. Um, obviously, like they were just having fun and stuff like that. And you could tell Jack and Luke were just so happy to be playing together. Obviously, their families there and everything like that. Quinn was there at the Prudential Center for uh, the round one series. So, I mean, I think it's an amazing moment for the Hughes family, um, for them too, for the whole Devils team and this all this whole fan base right now, just to see these two brothers. They're the building stones of this franchise. And um, it's just amazing to see that we're here now. It's like real Jack and Luke Hughes are here and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So I just wanted to add that in real quick. Yeah, real talk. Could you imagine giving birth to three sons and all three of them end up top 10 draft picks in the National Hockey League? No matter what professional league you're talking about, that's just an absurd thing. I mean, the the Hughes family are freaks of nature, and not only were they all top picks, but they're all seeming to pan out too. I mean, Jack's elite, uh, Quinn's elite, and Luke sure as hell looks like he's going to be elite. So... Fingers crossed. I'm very, very optimistic. It, it's been fun, like you said, see, seeing the boys get interviewed on TNT. We even saw when Luke got drafted how excited Jack was. I mean, he looked like a little kid in a candy store. It was freaking <laughs> awesome. So we we, we got to ride off this momentum. If nothing else, for the Hughes family, can, can you imagine Luke jumping in like this and making a run for a Stanley Cup? A, this young of an age what a story that would be and i'm not like i said i'm i'm not saying that's definitely gonna happen but we got a shot right now we could control our own destiny and that starts with nodding the series up in game four let's go let's go so thank you guys for everybody to listening to today's episode it was a fun episode fun game to talk about and um, we just appreciate all your support and love make sure to give us feedback in the comments um follow our socials at devils fanatics and at devils dive report on instagram and follow our podcast instagram at shout at the devils so we appreciate all your guys support let us know what you want to see in the future and let's go devils baby let's go boys peace peace thank you for listening to shout at the devils by your hosts justin brady and daniel lamoya as always Let's go Devils, baby! Woo!